Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our great sport. My name's Kevin Wilson. J. Cole. Jim Pappas. Jim Hassan. Better known as Jim number two. Day two. <laughs> the anyway. man of a thousand and one jobs. <laughs> Which job are you not at right now, <laughs> sir, that you're here? <laughs> who, who did you call out? I know. Who, yeah, Jim's sick. I swear to God, whoever uh, that was. All right, we're going to get this started. Uh, today is going to be good, great Italian restaurants, side slash beer week. So at beer week, uh, thanks to our... Friends at IndiePhilly.com, where you can hear uh, archives of our show Monday through Friday uh, at 11 a.m. The, we were at Beer Week at the 2300 Arena. We interviewed the top brewers, Founders Brewery. Where do you hear that interview? Yeah, One of that, the top brewers. Philly Beer Week, it's like Mardi Gras for Philly, right? Like yeah. everybody, Everybody's running around with a hammer. It's a whole... But... Because it was me. No, I was going to say. And I'm so famous. Uh, Kevin Finn, the chairman of the board at Iron Hill Brewery. Someone I have a passing familiarity with. (laughs) And all I kept doing was talking about the burger. He's like, dude, it's beer week. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the truth is they really do. I've I've said this before, and that's a a completely different show, but no brewery has won more awards east of the Mississippi than Iron Hill. Um, Full disclosure, I've kind of done work with them before, so I don't want anyone to think this is like an uh, unpaid promo. But it's the truth. I mean, whether I've been there, whether I scrubbed floors or whatever I did, it doesn't change the fact that their beer is amazing. You're going to hear that in the interview a little bit. And they have a real kitchen. Like, real chefs work there. I know these people. It was the first place I remember, like, because, you know, previous to that, I was drinking Yingling and Bud Light. And then then all of a sudden, like, Iron Hill Brewery came along. I'm like, oh, what's this crap here? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first place I remember that. And they're the ones that started. I think he'll tell you in the interview that he was one of the ones that started the whole Beer Week idea and stuff like that. Uh, But he saw me. He's like, you're the author of Table for What? I said, yes. (laughs) Did he take a shot? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's how we got the interview. We got some big names. We got Founders Brewery. We got... Iron Hill Brewery, your favorite spot, Jim, University of Penn. They gave us an interview. That brewery that had the cinnamon donut. U Science. Right, U Science. Okay, guys, let's get it started by with the Battle of the Gyms. Jim uh, number two told Jim Pappas on Facebook that he was the miserable Jim. Let's talk about that. Who's what do the you miserable think? Jim? Uh, he said, said that, that Jim uh, Hassan said that Jim number one. One of us can be the miserable Jim. <laughs> likely to be him. <laughs> Fortunately, most people just pay attention to the real Jim, so no one other than you, Kevin, <laughs> saw that comment <laughs> by the fake Jim, also oh, known as no. J2. All right, let's get the show rolling. I want to give a shout-out to friend My of the My boy sh- Jim House thinks you're both posers, <laughs> by the way, and he's ready to throw down in the kitchen, and I told him that you don't even cook, dude. Can so I just say I genuinely don't like Jim 1 just because... <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh, he's eating like 300 cheesesteaks, and he's pretty. A, a I know his... guy. And if I look at a cheesesteak, I'm afraid to sit on lawn furniture. So <laughs> his his thinness Niceties will get you nowhere. <laughs> his thinness upsets me also. It does. It's uh, J one versus J two. How can you right? trust him? He purges. I know. I, okay. All right, w- as long as it works. Yeah, don't knock I remember being gym size. Middle school was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> J1, J2. Yeah, we're going to start doing some. Well, we, we did our first one at Terry's 2, and uh, it wasn't gruesome enough at all for uh, for either one of us. So, That's what uh, Donato said. He's looking for he, he, <laughs> There will be blood. <laughs> there will be blood. Going forward, there will be blood. But, but I like the idea. The idea is you're going to go to a name brand place, and then you're going to go to an Econo by, so to speak, place that is not as popular. Or at least not exactly. as known, yeah. Exactly. Uh, We're known. Exactly. We're going to take the, the gym one, the, the well-known, the educated, the desirable, the, <laughs> the good-looking one. On one. 29. The one on 29, <laughs> the Inquirer, Channel 6. You know, bounce from National Channel Six, and we're going to we're going to go to a well-known place, and then we'll go to the uh, J Two place around the corner that J Cole hasn't scrubbed their floors yet, so they're not right. cooking very well. And um, and yeah, when we'll see, uh, you guys we'll compare the two. We're going to have do you have a date? I think we're, well, we're going to talk. We're not about calling it a date because that's weird. <laughs> I'm a little weird. It's just coffee with friends, man. <laughs> Why does everything have to be labeled? <laughs> exactly. I mean, is it, what, 
Cool. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of you being on Fox 29, my foodie wife Marilyn wants to know where her check is. Yeah, right? <laughs> because no one would know who you Actually, are without her. Like, did he lose boy. money going, doing this, the Fox gig? Or I know, right? Right. right? All right. Yeah, he did lose money. That's true. When you get her bill in the mail, that smile is going <laughs> to disappear. All right. I want to start the show off by saying hello and uh, giving a shout out to our good friend, Tony Luke. Uh, we had... Tony Luke's Home Delivery Service. Uh, the cheesesteaks were absolutely delicious. Talk about the cheesesteaks. Love steak. seeing you guys during the week on a Wednesday night. For we change, love it. Usually for people that download this. If there's this. free food, I'm, I'm there <laughs> if I'm not working. I know, right? For people that download this, we usually are here on a Sunday night. Right. Uh, we got together during the week a little bit. Uh, Tony Luke's in Sicklerville, which was a lot of fun. It was a great time. And not only did we get free cheesesteaks and get the taste a great in-home product, we got free french fries and birch beer. But the... Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny because it's, it, it's like Tony said at the thing. He goes, I want you guys to taste this because, right. you know, just don't look at it or don't see on TV or don't see a picture of it to taste it. Because, you know, the one thing and it's and what he said, too, was, you know, when you reheat a cheesesteak, you know, you, you don't get the bread right. The bread yeah. changes. Bread, you take bread out. of, the, And that's one of the things about when I go out and do my adventure, I, I, I like to eat there because, yeah. that, you know, that's when you get what it really is like. Because no matter what you do. Even if you take it home, you wrap up the cheesesteak in the paper, heat, moisture. Well, you guys know better than this because yeah. I don't know anything about food except eating it. Um, <laughs> the bread changes. And, uh, yeah, the, the at-home, the Tony Luke's at-home cheesesteak, the chicken cheesesteak, the bread, yeah, you, you bake a roll. You're baking a roll in your and your. It's a par oven. baked. It's a par baked roll, yeah. so they don't bake it all the way, and then put the cheesesteak in, then you bake it. The oh, rest yeah, of the fancy, look at the fancy Tony cooking. Luke. The right. fancy cooking term. No, Mr. Go to TonyLukes.com and look at what we're talking about. Right. Because Tony without Luke. a visual component, it's kind of hard. Right. TonyLukes.com and you can look it up, and they give you a ton of information <laughs> yeah. about the product. But I can tell you for a fact, I put mine in the microwave, and it was delicious. Really. So we want to give a shout out to Tony Luke at home service, TonyLukes.com. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Today is our Italian restaurant slash beer week show. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, every 15 minutes, we're going to stop the show and we're going to play an interview that we did at beer week. Okay. Uh, today's about Italian restaurants. Jim, when you, Jim Pappas, PhiladelphiaCheesesteakAdventure.com. When you go to an Italian restaurant, what do you normally order? Cheese stick. Ah. <laughs> Pizza steak. <laughs> Pizza stick. I, but my rec it's funny you say that because my recreational cheese my recreational cheesesteak is a pizza steak. And um yeah, unfortunately, you know what? Other than these cannolis that are sitting in front of me that uh, J. Cole brought in, yeah, I don't I haven't had Italian food other than a cheesesteak in uh, a couple weeks. Okay, but you will be telling us today on the show when it comes your turn, your latest great finds of cheesesteaks. I absolutely will. Sounds good. J. Cole, when you go to an Italian restaurant, what is your go-to? I know people are hoping that this is going to be something weird and exciting because I'm known for always mash-ups or off-menu or being a pain. When I go into an Italian restaurant, especially if it's my first time, spaghetti and meatballs. Yes. Real basic, real simple, because if it's my first time, if they can't nail spaghetti and meatballs... Uh, let's be honest, the rest of the stuff that they're, the special, something they would try to get, uh, maybe something more complicated, they're not going to nail. So I get spaghetti and meatballs. Um, I get this all the time. That's probably not just the first place I go. There's two, three places I go, and I always get the same thing. And it's usually some variation on spaghetti and meatballs. And I just think sometimes simpler is better. Yeah, right. sure. I love mashing up, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches into some weird tower of embarrassment on Instagram. And that's fun. But sometimes, you know, spaghetti meatballs, maybe a crust of bread, like from our friends over at Zircones or something, glass of wine, a uh, little cheese, grated, fresh grated cheese. I don't know if you can do much better than that at a dinner. Jim Hassan is the grill master at Grubhouse Philly. He also works for Valenti's. What is your go-to? I also I work for um, Royal Boucherie, which uh, we make <laughs> we make um, these like I'm I'm a chef and I make these really culinary masterpieces, make these things. But when I go out, I'm the most basic of people. If I go to a diner, I get a Reuben or a meatloaf spe yeah. special. Okay. And if I go to an Italian restaurant, I get a lasagna every time. Oh, okay. I have to get the lasagna every time. And one of the reasons is it's a pain in the butt to make. Yeah. <laughs> so let somebody else make the lasagna. It's true. Like, <laughs> I go to places, like people ask me where I started the sweet potato pancake thing at Vincent Hall Diner. 
I'm not. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I'm surprised <laughs> they don't charge more than that than they do for the regular pancakes. That's a lot of work. I, I mean, uh, it's just my wife and I in the house. I'm going to roast off a bunch of sweet potatoes and right. this and that and run them through the mill. No. <laughs> that's their job. Here's your 10 bucks. Bring me a stack. Thank but that's, you. An, that's an interesting point you make. A lot of people, when they go out to eat, they want to get something that they it's too hard to You're make at home. You're not going to make it home. You know, right. I rarely ever get chicken when I go out because I make a lot of chicken at home. Right. So. But I agree with John. I like to see what the spaghetti and meatballs is like. But I'm an eggplant parm guy because that is usually from a box. <laughs> you know no, where but, to stay away from an eggplant parm, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've talked uh, about Episode this. two, John. Episode uh, two. <laughs> John made the famous comment that uh, spazzo is uh, Italian, an Italian word for our chef cooks from the microwave. <laughs> that was a comment John made. Episode. And the truth is I haven't heard anything different. I've had people shoot stuff at me from the Internet. Nobody's kind of disputed it. We welcome them on the show. This isn't one of these things where we take a shot at anybody and then right, lock the door. Right. We invite people to call back. If there's Spazos fans out there, <laughs> Kevin's got all our contact info out there. Get at us and we'll be happy Dine to discuss this. Dining on a dime at yahoo.com you, for all your positive and negative comments. Uh, we get more positive than negative, but we, we have fun with the negative. Um, let's start because we're going to stop at 5.15 to... Uh, to run a beer week ad. Well, you know what? We've got five minutes. You tell us what your favorite Italian place is. Oh. You jump in first, and then we'll take our break so we okay. can hear the important yeah, beer well, week stuff. I like to give people uh, off-the-beaten-path places that they might not know. Uh, so in Trenton, New Jersey, if you take the regional rail to Trenton and you get off the regional rail within walking distance is a place called Trentini. Uh, it's in Trenton, New Jersey, right off the regional rail. I have the address... And what they have is they have Spanish food and Italian food. And, oh, very, uh, very different. Nice little eclectic mix. I uh, think that kind of reflects the changing nature of Trenton. Trenton used to be very old school South Jersey, very old school Italian American. And now I think you see Trenton sort of diversifying a little bit. Yes. And uh, this place will give you both uh, delicious Spanish food. It blew me away. I was just taking a train to Trenton because I had a trans pass. And if you use a SEPTA Trans Pass, it's free on the weekends. You can travel nice. anywhere. So uh, I decided to go to Trenton. I got off. I feared for my life. And then I got <laughs> to no the, the, the area. Uh, but anyway, I got to walking distance. Uh, I was able to find Trentini. And that's my first pick. We might have time for... For all you people, I'm going to throw this out there, too. For all you people that say, oh, John, how come you're always reading South Jersey stuff and Kevin doesn't say anything? He just gave you one. <laughs> he just gave you one from the capital of the state. So yes. all you people take a seat. Kevin have, does know South Jersey. I have the address. Six, oh. 635 South Clinton Avenue in Trenton, New Jersey. It's a delicious eggplant parm from there. And I have the photo on the... Facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash. You can see the photo of my delicious uh, meal from Trentini. Uh, J. Cole will let you do your pick. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get this one out of the way fairly quickly. It's like an easy layup for me. It'll just take a minute or two. And that's Joe's Maplewood. Yes. Um, full disclosure, I've, I've eaten there I don't know how many times. They have a location in Mays Landing. They have a location in Hamilton. They now have a location at the Morristown Mall. Kevin and I were there what, three months ago, maybe four months yeah. ago. They had a social media tasting. Why I love uh, why I love the Maplewood Inn is they're really authentically South Jersey. There's I always talk about Italian American culture isn't one big blanket. You know, it regionalizes. It's a little different in Boston. It's a little different in New York. It's a little different in North Jersey. A little different in Philly, and it's a little bit different in South Jersey. Uh, the Maplewood Inn kind of tuned into that vibe really quick in like the 40s and 50s. So you started getting there would be really, really specific dishes that South Jersey likes. And one of them Kevin mentioned, eggplant parm and tomatoes. Uh, South Jersey was filled with tomato farms. And a simple dish like a nice eggplant parm, breaded, fried, little cheese, little sauce, some sliced tomatoes. People love that stuff. They probably blew that out of 20 years. They probably blew that out of location. Their Lewis location in, in the Morristown Mall, it, it's big. People love it, and it's a place where what do I get? I do get something off menu, but actually pretty basic. I simply get rigatoni with um, uh, some sausage, hot and sweet, and a little bit of ricotta in the middle, and that's it. A little crushed red pepper, glass of wine, piece of bread, done. Call it a day. They have a really good menu. 
nice dessert items, cannoli, all that type of stuff. Uh, Kevin and I put a lot of those pictures up there. We talked about it during the tasting. Uh, Go back and check that stuff out. Um, uh, They kind of really go out of their way to make you feel like whether it's your first time or your 10th time, um, you know, they really bend over backwards to make you feel welcome. It's not just, you know, name, date, you're a number, you're a res number, whatever. Um, Yeah, sure. I mean, they have all the usual stuff, open table, credit cards, whatever, but it almost feels a little bit like it's not. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, this is Kevin Wilson live on location from the Beer Week Festival. I'm here with Marissa. She is from U Sciences. She's going to tell you about their fabulous brewery. Here you are, Marissa. So my name is Marissa Egan. I'm the brewery manager and instructor in the uh, at the University of Sciences Philadelphia Brewing Science Certificate Program. So we offer a year plus long. Uh, Brewing Science Certificate Program. It's six classes and an internship um, right here in West Philly, the edge of University City. And today I brought some student brews. Uh, the first thing is uh, a Maybach, um, which is students brewed for my class right now. It's called Project in Brewing. Uh, so they brew, they brew two versions of the beer and then they select the one they like the best. And then they pitch that to one of the local breweries along with some marketing and some artwork, whatever, whatever they envision the personality of the beer to be. Uh, and then that brewery can pick up that beer or a version of the other beer that they made, and then they'll brew it on large scale with that brewery. So uh, that's the Project in Brewing course. So they do that with me. And then the other beer that I brought today is called Cinnamon Donuts. Uh, so, Dr. Matt Farber, the founder of our program and uh, the director, uh, it's the Philadelphia Film Society, and they do science on screen, so they viewed the movie Strange Brew, uh, and then Matt was asked to speak after about the brewing in the uh, uh, in the movie, and so I brewed a beer to go with it called Cinnamon Donuts, because the McKenzie brothers, Bob and Doug, eat donuts and drink beer throughout the whole film. So uh, those are the two beers that I brought today. Um, so we, uh, we're pouring them. We have plenty of swag and a lot of information about our program available. So, you know, come by and, and hit us up at our booth. Hashtag Brew Sciences. That's uh, B-R-U Sciences. Uh, I'm uh, Brew Sciences Rissa. That's Brew Sciences R-I-S-A. Thank you so much, Marissa. Now let's go back to the studio. She's waiting. All right, we're back. Uh, And we're back. That was from Beer Week. Uh, That was at 2300 Arena. We did some interviews. We got some great interviews coming up during the show, included Kevin Finn, the chairman of the board of Iron Hill Brewery. We'll be speaking to him at the last 545, roughly. All right, let's go to Jim. Uh, How uh, uh, Jim... Hassan, please Jim remember Hassan. the guest's name. Hassan. Just I always call him Jim. You can say J2. Two. That's J2. All right, what's your it, it, It's Hapless and Passan. <laughs> I don't know. No. I call him Jim number two. Go ahead. Jim Hapless. Uh, so uh, I, I don't currently work for uh, Valentes, uh, but I'm, I'm still friends with Marcello, and I, I'll still work with him uh, as needed. So I'm going to – I can say this without any – Thing that uh, it's one of the best Italian places in Haddonfield now that Angelo's is gone. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm 50% Italian, uh, definitely the midsection. Is, <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I had never really cooked or made Italian food, and uh, they're making everything from scratch there. They're doing these amazing sandwiches on Sarcone's rolls. Um, the pasta from scratch, uh, sauces from scratch, cutlets. And he was a guest on our show. He he, uh, he talked on our show before, and uh, yeah, I'll talk about them all the time because it's a it's definitely a hidden gem. It's in Kings Court uh, in Haddonfield. Sounds and, uh, great. Yeah, Sounds awesome great, place. Jim. Uh, Jim Pappas is the proprietor of the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure on YouTube and Facebook, philadelphiacheesesteakadventure.com. When he's a guest with us, he's going to talk about the latest cheesesteak, something that dazzled him, uh, because we have a huge audience for cheesesteaks. Jim Pappas, what has dazzled you lately? Dazzled me lately. Last week, two weeks ago, I found myself out in Malvern, Lancaster Avenue, and uh, came across, and ironically, works out perfectly for the Italian show, (laughs) uh, Venice Pizza and Pasta. Um. Probably the most intriguing thing about my whole visit was that I pulled up and the 
food truck was blocking the entrance, and when I left, they were still blocking the entrance. So they <laughs> do a lot of stuff there, so it's always good. Um, looks like a family business. Looked like the sisters were there setting up. Mom was bouncing around, and then Dad showed up, and they all left. But they uh, cheesesteak for 50 cents. What? You, Oh, oh no! <laughs> for an extra fifty cents, okay, you could have it on garlic bread. Nice. My new favorite thing. They call it Christo. I call it garlic bread, but it was delicious and it was uh, it was funny because um, yeah, you know, some of these places when they do garlic bread doesn't take a whole lot of extra time to make the the uh, cheesesteak. But I sit in there and I got there early. I mean, like ten fifteen, ten thirty early. And uh, so I was there by myself as they were setting up, getting ready for lunch. And uh, so I was wondering why my cheesesteak was taking so long since I was the only one there. But um, did they not know who you were? Was that the thing? <laughs> I well, I I, I said it five. <laughs> they well, don't watch Fox Twenty Nine. <laughs> after you say you're who you are five times, you think they would have known? <laughs> but um, it was delicious. I mean, the garlic bread by itself. I mean, the garlic bread by itself was just a uh, fabulous, and the seasoning on the inside and outside of the roll. Uh, well worth the 50 cents, well worth the wait. Um, great place, nice as could be people. Nice. Uh, I don't know why everybody, the whole family scattered when Dad showed up, but because uh, he seemed very nice. Um, oh. But yeah, Venice. That's Lexter awesome. Lexter Avenue. Nice. Nice. All right, my next pick is not an Italian restaurant. It's for a good Italian meal. Okay. Is this going to be like the lady who lives downstairs from you or something? Because I don't <laughs> think that's going to help followers out, man. It's going to be Facebook.com. We actually followed the, uh, we followed the format for 21 minutes. <laughs> that's a record right there. Face, Facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash. You'll see what I'm talking about. Don't place, pay any attention to the format. This place is called the Pizza Store. It's at 27, uh, 27 uh, Allegheny Avenue. Uh, if you look on the Facebook page, you'll see a photo. They give you an absolutely delicious eggplant parmesan, uh, and they give you a, a huge platter of pasta with the eggplant parm. The eggplant parm is delicious. It's at 2727 East Allegheny Avenue, Pizza Store. Pizza Store called. They're out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, full disclosure, I live in the neighborhood, so I know them a little bit. I don't know them, but I know them a little bit. Are they Italian? Not like Joe's that has like his picture on the wall, <laughs> and it's like the typical Italian shrine. It's a picture of it's a picture of Kevin. It's like the Holy Mother. It's a candle. It's like the bottle of wine. And oh, Kevin! And then they open the door and they start selling. <laughs> Jay Cole, your next pick. Uh we're going to talk about a place that I've kind of mentioned before a little bit, but not in the same way. Um, on our pizza show, I mentioned Alishay. Oh yeah, and where you know where they come from, and it's more than just pizza, and it's more than just coffee. I've talked about this on multiple shows where there's that day where my me time involves. Me on the Paco train, getting off at 15th and Locust, walking up the stairs, and just wasting a day at Alishay. They're super nice when they're not busy. I sit there, my coffee, my slice, this and that. Last time I was in Alishay, I was there with my brother-in-law, <clears throat> and we were discussing different things. And it was super close. It was right about the time it is right now. It was after 5 o'clock, and he's kind of looking at me like... You know, it's dinner time, man, and they bring over the menu, and we ordered four or five different things, not pizza, and everything was really good. I'm not going to tell people what to order. I, I'm going to suggest what we did. He asked me, he's like, you've been in here a million times. They know who you are. How can you not tell me what to order? I get the same two pizzas, right. and I get the same cup of coffee, and they send me home with my, you know, La Gran Aquila bag of coffee or whatever. And that's, you know, I said, and they just brought stuff out. And I have to tell you, they had, like, the little, like, plant roll-ups. These were cooked correctly. Everything they brought out was really good. You know, they had some kind of veggie sprouts thing with the parm and, and the uh, uh, little crumbled... Uh, Speck. I was trying to think of the word. <laughs> and these things, well, that's what they call it, speck. Right. Um, and it just everything they did was delicious. And right. then they brought out a few other things, which they don't always do. But, you know, they're super appreciative of the fact that, you know, I'm in there frequently. Um, mention them on the different shows or whatever that I do, my social media feeds. Um, definitely go over there. They're at the corner of 15th and Locust. They nice. could not be any more easily located. And this, yes, the pizza's great. We've talked about them on the pizza show. The, you know, they're a top 10 pizza place in Philly all day long. Yeah. All and, day long. And what's interesting is they 
serve you the pizza, they charge you by weight. Yeah, just the way they do. And that's how they do it in Rome. If you're in Rome, if you're in the cent- the area of central Italy, that's how they charge your pizza. You know, it's rectangular, it's a slice, maybe it's rolled, maybe it's not. They charge it by weight. Oh, by the um, weight of the pizza. Yeah, you thought it was me. Like, holy mackerel, you guys pay a lot going for lunch. You pay a lot for lunch, holy mackerel. Jim would have to take out the loan. <laughs> I used my American Express kryptonite card to pay for that place. No. Um, they have a oh, banker by the thing. door. We haven't really talked about it too much, but some of the Italian places in Philly, let's be honest, they get a little wrapped up in their rep and they get a little pricey. Yeah. Um, this is a place that, no, they have not. They have, you know, you get the ho- you know the homemade pappardelle, you know, little cheese, little herbs, little olive oil, little butter. I think it's like 12 bucks, 13 yeah. bucks. I love it. Which, you know, I mean, for somebody, I look at it this way, somebody went out of the way and made fresh pasta. And, you know, they kept it nice and simple for me, brought it to the table. That's not 13 bucks in Philadelphia. Right, exactly. People are paying 13 bucks for, like, you know, a coffee and some kind of weird stuffed cinnamon roll donut cronut thing or whatever. Totally agree. At Jimmy Trash Talk. Go ahead. <laughs> That's his Twitter feed. That's it, Jimmy, Jimmy Trash Talk. It was, it, was, it, was, it was back to my fantasy football days. But, uh, right. So, like, whenever you asked me, uh, whenever Kevin asked me, like, whatever show it's going to be. <laughs> I always go back to, uh, you know, like different things, like the best I've ever had. And also I go back to like what I grew up with. So I grew up in uh, Havertown in Delaware County. And uh, we always went to Paolini's uh, Italian restaurant in Bryn Mawr. Nice. Um, good place. I remember I would always order the uh, pasta fagioli. <laughs> Although back then I just read it as pasta. I thought I it was a surprise <laughs> that it wasn't pasta fagioli because that's oh, that's how I always I think read I it. called it that till I was 30 <laughs> I, and then I, finally people were like, so dude, like, come on, right. man. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, very good. So I, I I do I mean I it's a great place, but I do have memories of getting yelled at for eating the bread, too much bread. So um, yeah. <laughs> that happened to me last weekend, man. <laughs> so yeah, um, Paolini's in uh, in Bryn Mawr. It's a good place. Nice. Okay, uh, Jim Pappas, proprietor of Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. What's what another latest cheesesteak you like? Well, I thought you were going to go to you. Uh, no, no, cheesesteak I had that I liked, I had Gus's. I mean, uh, it's funny because it's in Pennsville, it's New Jersey, stealing J. Cole's thunder talking about Jersey, but... Um, Hey, that's fine, man. That's I'm super happy. It's <laughs> one less I have to do. <laughs> Pennsville, surprising. Pennsville might be the epicenter of uh, cheesesteak world because uh, they got a tiny kitchen around the corner. Um, Gus's, not on the menu, asked him to make me garlic bread, made it for me, asked me how I liked it. When I went up to get the other half wrapped, they asked me how I liked it and if it was any good, and I said it was great. So they're so two of the people behind the counter said, oh, we're going to try that next time also. Um, yeah, they get carried away with their lettuce. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, saw that, actually. They want you to eat your veggies, man. Yeah, that was a comment I had. They're supporting like, oh. local produce. <laughs> it, was, it was fresh. They it like was, to shred lettuce. <laughs> it was fresh. It was shredded. I should have, I could have, yeah, and, you know, right. I could have scraped it off and made a salad out of right, it. Right, yeah. Um, but I left it on there. But very juicy, very juicy cheesesteak. The bread uh, held together. You know, I always worry when you get the nice, you know, you get the nice juicy meat, nice juicy cheesesteak. You know the the back of the roll usually, you know, has a little accident, but uh, not this time. It held up real nice. Nice, nice. Um, great little spot there, right across from the river. I don't know. I actually went out of order. <laughs> I skipped me. Yeah, we're aware. You don't care about format <laughs> we, at all, sir. We, we tried hard to keep the show we did. on we, track. We, we, Who's we making me do this format? Okay, listen. We were wondering why you are like, making this commitment two minutes early to go over <laughs> a format. When well, you, you know why I did it. Because my next pick is a legendary Italian. Uh, do I have to give another pick now? No, 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 no. No, I think we've heard enough about you right, from here, you, sir. Here, here's my next pick. My next pick is Murph's Bar. Which yes, it is. It's an Irish. This bar. isn't the Irish show. Sir. Two, it's two. So o- the Italian show you've given the pizza stop and, and the Murph's bar. It's two, wait, let me explain. format. What format? Let me explain. Two o two East Gerard Avenue. Francesco is from Italy. Uh, he is the cook there. Uh, they were written up by I. I'm not going to say the magazine because I can't remember exactly, but a major magazine, who said that Murph's bar has the best Italian food out of an Irish bar in the city. And it's located at 202 East Girard Avenue. If you're looking for a nice Italian meal, they are actually famous for their Italian food. 
They actually also got a mention on, I think, DailyMeal.com. Yeah. When they did their Philly sweep, they mentioned, they, they named like five places yeah. where you get like swerved. Bar. And Murph's Bar was one of them. They're like, it's a Philly Irish bar. This is what we're expecting. And they couldn't believe that they had like a really good Italian lunch yeah, there. And, and they're very popular for it. I've mentioned them to people who live totally opposite of the city, and they knew about them. But Murph's Bar, 202 East. I got a ton of grief for all my made-up categories. <laughs> and so being the best Irish bar serving Italian food category. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dude, yeah. I've got people telling me to kick you off the show because <laughs> you're not eating cheesesteaks. You're eating cheesesteak hoagies. <laughs> they said this guy has had not one cheesesteak according to these pictures. Well, He's putting salad on everything. Right. <laughs> salad on everything. J. Cole, next pick. That's why I say thin. This pick is a little bit of a broad one. It'll take me a minute or so. We're probably going to run into our next yeah, interview our next break part. a little yeah. bit. Here we go. I want to take one extra minute to talk about, well, this just isn't one place. It's the Menino family. The four men is uh, you give one. It's, well, here's the problem. They own, yes. they own multiple restaurants. That's why. Oh, okay. Uh, they own a cannoli shop, which is run by um, the Menino daughter, Gabriella. Uh, she's, I don't even think she's 30 yet. She is like a force of nature in the food truck industry. She's been one of the top 100 food trucks in both 2016 and 2017. I mentioned that because today's National Cannoli Day. We talked about, we've got the cannoli dip here. Yeah. Her food truck is a cannoli truck, and she imports the shells from Sicily. They make the cream herself, her and her mom, other people on that truck. It's amazing. By 2017, they'd had enough cred to open a, a store, a storefront in Hamilton, which I think I have, I do, 220 Bellevue Avenue in Hamilton. She has... Uh, Every day, it's a crowd out the door. Uh, they've got gelato. They've got all the kind of coffee blended drinks or whatever. Where she gets this DNA from, her father, her uncle, her mom, they own restaurants in uh, Pittman. You go to Pittman. You go down Main Street in Pittman. You are going to see Menino's Brick Oven Pizza. You're going to see Menino's Bistro. Um, they have a. They had a food truck, which I think they only use for catering now because there's only so many hands to work these things. In South Jersey, if I have to pick kind of like one go-to to cover a whole range of stuff, it's probably the Menino's Culinary Combine, I guess we'll call it. You go down there to their brick oven pizza, it is delicious. You go over to the Bistro, and they kind of do lasagna like Jimmy mentioned, but they do it a little bit more free form with fresh-made pasta rags. Nice. And I got to tell you, especially when they do like the white spinach lasagna, it is delicious. The dessert... Obviously, they have cannoli. They have a few other desserts. They have a tiramisu, and I think most people know this problem with tiramisu. If it's not super fresh, it's like real dense and heavy, and the flavors start to get unbalanced. I have never been over there when it is not light, fresh, and whatever. I cannot think of, if you're in South Jersey and you're like, I don't know where to go eat, we had Ray here. We had Ray Lowe here last yeah, week. Yeah, Ray Lowe. And I wound awesome. up, I didn't think about it when he asked me, but I shot it to him later in, in, in a message. I said, Go find anything with the Menino family name on it yeah. and go broke. You will not be sorry. That's a great tip. All right, now let's go to a message. Wow, that's a great tip. Okay, Kevin Wilson live from the Beer Week event at 2300 Arena. I'm here with Founders Brew. Thanks very much. Uh, my name is Matt Zan, and I'm premise sales rep for in Philadelphia for Founders. Uh, Founders Brewing Company is founded in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, we're 21 years old, so legally we can drink our own beer right now. Uh, we've grown to be the eighth largest craft brewery in the country and the 17th largest overall brewery. Uh, mostly on the success of our all-day IPA, the first session IPA, 4.7%, and the number two selling IPA in the entire country, uh, and number one on the East Coast. We make a lot of different barrel-age beers, one-off releases, seasonals, and have about seven or eight core beers that we offer. And um, you got another question for me? What's new at Founders? I'm glad you asked. We're really excited about our solid gold. It's a premium lager. We're trying to compete with the macro breweries of the world. So uh, this is meant to be a Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, Yingling Lager type replacement where you trade up to what we think are some nicer ingredients and a little bit better beer, get people drinking Founders and craft in general, and then we feel like people will try more craft beer and get into the other beers that we have. Um, so also Solid Gold Lager is our most inexpensive beer, um, and we think that uh, if you give it a whirl, you'll enjoy it very much. And now what does Philly Beer Week mean to your company? 
Philly Beer Week's a great opportunity for us as a regional, almost national brewery to promote ourselves. There's a lot of local people who work here. We do local events all throughout the year. We have 26 events at Beer Week this year. Um, and we feel it's very important to be at Opening Tap and support Philly Loves Beer and Philly Beer Week in general because um, they're supporting us here. In addition to local and regional beer, they're doing a good job getting everyone to drink it in, as compared to uh, spirits or non-alcohol or wine or other things. And we think that's a very important mission because we sell a lot of beer. Okay. I just need your social media tags. I appreciate it. Uh, you can find us at Founders Brewing on Facebook, uh, at Founders Brewing Co. on Twitter and Instagram. And myself, Matt Satin, you can find me at Brewed for Satin, which is S-A-T-T-E-N, or Matt Satin on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it, guys. Okay, this is Kevin Wilson on location for Indie Philly Radio and Philly Bite Magazine. Now back to the studio. Okay, I want to let everyone know that PA Cider Fest is coming up. Mary, are you on the phone? Mary? I'm here. Hello. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Welcome to Dining on a Dime. Uh, we want you okay. to we want you to just freestyle and tell everyone about this great Cider Fest. Sure. So PA Cider Fest is happening next Saturday, June 22nd in the heart of Adams County, which is Apple Country for Pennsylvania. And we are welcoming over 28 cider makers, just Pennsylvania cider makers, um, which will be pouring probably three to four ciders each. So we've got uh, almost 100 different ciders for folks to try when wow. they come to PA Cider Fest. It's going to be from 12 to 4 on Saturday, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Live music, food trucks, Pennsylvania cheese and free shuttles to and from a lot of different hotels in the area. So if you want to make it a cidercation in historic Gettysburg, you can. That is fantastic. More, That's fantastic. Yeah, I, and more information. Yeah, sure, go ahead. You can find it at paciderfest.com. You can go to paciderfest.com um, for more information. Sorry to... Mary, how, how, how weird <laughs> is that? I was about to give the website. <laughs> so you did, you did my job I'm for me. Mind. You did my job. As so many of us have to. Thank you. <laughs> so that you said over a hundred different ciders. That's fantastic. Now, more fantastic is the shuttle to the hotel because you know if I try a hundred ciders, <laughs> ah, somebody should probably take my truck keys. <laughs> ciders go down so easy. It's the, they really it's, do. They're it's, dangerous. Yeah. I've been to a couple of different cider places, and you're like, oh, it's great. It's hardly alcoholic, and then you stand up and people are just pointing and laughing. I'm a uh, good friends with uh, Ben Wink right. from um, Plowman Cider and. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so tell us more about uh, about the uh, Cider Fest, Mary. Uh, give us the details again. Sure. So it's Saturday, June 22nd. And again, you can go to paciderfest.com for ticket information and times and details. But overall, we've got over um, about 100 ciders that will be wow. there and over 28 cider makers. And the, the cool thing about this event is it's just Pennsylvania. So we are so proud of our agriculture as a state, and um, apples uh, make some delicious cider. And so we don't allow any cider makers that are not Pennsylvania cider makers to come to the event. Um, so it's very local, and it's the only event in the state where you can find all of these ciders. And one of the cool things is that we also have a cider check. So something that's unique about this event is if you like what you're tasting, you don't have to hope that you find it in the wild. You just order it right there at the booth, purchase it, and then you can pick it up on your way out at the cider check. Wow. So you can get cans, bottles, and growlers to go. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing my truck that day out of the car. Thank you. <laughs> Mary, is there any social media tags for the cider? Oh, service? good question. We yeah, so people on... can find them. Yeah, yeah, we're on Facebook, so you can go to PA Cider Fest on Facebook. We've got an event there and a Facebook page. And we also, I want to encourage everyone to follow the PA Cider Guild. This is an annual event that benefits the Pennsylvania Cider Guild, which helps to support all of the cider makers in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's so great. We're so happy that you were able to promote it on the show. We're looking forward. PACiderFest.com. Thank you so much, Mary, for being on our show. There's 46. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Before she goes, there's 46 psychomics. All right. Thank you. 
Okay. That, uh, I'm yeah. checking some of the pictures from Facebook. Yeah. So I got to admit, this thing looks amazing. The Cider Fest sounds outstanding. Over, I would, I would love it. Jim, tell us your, what you were going to say about Cider. Uh, uh, there, uh, there's a gentleman named Ben Wenk who's making. Uh, he works for uh, Plowman Cider, which is probably you. You would know it, it's actually in, almost in like champagne bottles instead of. Um, you know, wow. cans or, or, or beer bottles, and it's it's fantastic. When I first had it, I, it almost uh, it's almost like a wine field. It's like a white wine field. That's awesome. Very good, very good stuff. And they're going to have a whole <laughs> festival, festival at the paciderfest.com. That's great. Okay, let's get back to our subject. Uh, John, who was uh, was it? You, I think Jim Hassan is next. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the heck with that. We should be talking more about Plowman Cider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cider. Go eat Italian. Actually, <laughs> we have it. They have it at um, Boucherie on tap. So that's uh, terrific. I think the one I had that I really liked was Churchyard Churchman Churchyard. It was uh, at an event down in Delaware, but they were there, and I was like, oh my god, this is is again <laughs> like you mentioned. You're drinking these, and yeah. you know it's not like bourbon or something where you know you feel it. You know these are great. They go down smooth, and then all of a sudden, whoever you're there with is like. Man, I got to call Lyft. This is awful. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, man. That's awesome. That's a good tip, Jim, that <laughs> you just gave people. All right, Jim, let's get your Italian restaurant. So I, I think the uh, the best Italian meal that I had was okay. in uh, Center City at a place called Giorgio's on Pine. Uh, just an excellent. You could tell everything was uh, fresh and, and, and made there. And, and they did something... Interesting where, uh, not not interesting, but I think a lot of Italian places do it where they give you the sorbet like halfway through the meal. Oh, I love as that. Like a, as like a palate cleanser. Yeah, palate cleanser. <laughs> I said, I got a big palate. I, I don't know. Like, Can we get ice cream here? Like, you know. <laughs> That's what the upper scale restaurants yeah, do. Yeah, it was the first time I had that and I was like, I was shocked. And, and I, I, usually what I use a pork roll leg and cheese from breakfast for. <laughs> Wait, but it's going to be how long before you bring me my dinner? I could be mistaken, but I believe I was at Garfield's in Wildwood and they gave us that. I can't remember the restaurant but i was at a restaurant they gave us a palate cleanser i said dude i got I just a big down I'm like what is this <laughs> I said, great. You're, you're talking about a huge palate i don't <laughs> so that's good that's that's a great tip jim okay my next pick is uh don wait a second hold on my next pick i lost my spot olive garden i can see it right olive garden Olive? <laughs> no 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 that's no <laughs> just so everyone knows i'm going from my notes uh what is the one where they sing the opera? <laughs> Victor, Victor's at Applebee's. Oh. <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> at Applebee's. Uh, but go ahead, Jim Pappas. Talk about your cheesesteaks while I find my notes. Well, I finally made it to Angelo's, 9th oh, Street. Wow. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of Italian. Awesome. Finally made it there. Third time's a charm. Worked out perfectly. I actually, it's it was a Saturday night, and I... Just got really lucky. I found a parking spot within a half a block, and there was no line. Well, there was a, three people ahead of me, and as soon as I ordered, probably eight people came in. So uh, got really lucky with the line. And, um, yeah, it, it deserves all the accolades it's got. Yeah. It's getting. Deserves the line. Um, I mean, the, the sandwiches are phenomenal. The cheesesteak was phenomenal. The person... Sitting at the table next to me, got a chicken cutlet. Uh, the seating, you know, is outside. It's pretty much takeout only. Um, and I was surprised the number of people that had pizza. You know, you see so much about the sandwiches. Yeah. And the chicken cutlet and uh, the rolls and uh, the cheesesteak was just, I mean, the only thing I can say is, you know, rarely the, the biggest thing I've been finding as, I do, as I'm doing the adventure is if I go into a place with a really high expectations, right, I'm usually disappointed. And it's the nights where I'm just starving and just pulling to some place that I I think it's amazing because I have no expectation and I'm starving. This was the time, and I don't know if you hear from if this was my third time going there. I went there the, the second day they opened when they had their fire. I went there on a Monday and they're closed on Mondays. That day I found a really actually that day I found a parking spot far away, so I was even more disappointed because I had to walk really far to find out they were closed. But um, this worked out perfectly. Went in with high expectations, went in with expectations to wait in line a long time, didn't have to wait in line. That was a plus, and the food left lived up to the expectations. Um, like J. Cole was mentioned earlier, too, about places that, you know, charge an arm and a leg for stuff, don't yeah. charge an arm and a leg. So um, it was very uh, gratifying that 
anticipated a place finally got there and it lived up to its expectations. And the cheesesteak was up to your standards. <laughs> cheesesteak cheese, is unbelievable. That's the cheesesteak was up to my standards. The uh, makeshift band that went down the street with a coin jar and the kids screaming at the table next to me <laughs> were not quite up to my expectations, but I think the kid was screaming in Italian, so I guess it all fits. <laughs> He's screaming, it's a cheesesteak poser. He has cheesesteaks. <laughs> he said, look at the lettuce. Look at the lettuce. <laughs> at the lettuce. <laughs> kid was shaking his head. Strapper, get out of here. Yeah, but here's the deal. Uh, I went to the library yesterday to print out the show, my script. And uh, they were closed. So now I'm using my phone, and my phone is uh, down. Uh, just so everyone knows, my next pick. Oh, I found it. Okay. My next pick is Victor Cafe. And that's the one where they sing the opera. Uh, 1303 Dickinson. They sing the opera. Uh, the waitstaff sings to you. Did you guys, you know Victor Cafe. It's I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never been there. So if you guys are looking for a special occasion, Victor Cafe 1303 Dickinson has a uh, linguine with clams at a good price, and then the waitstaff sings opera. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the show more than, you know, just as much as I enjoyed the food. Uh, so that's my next pick. Victor Cafe, 1303 Dickinson. While we have a moment, just want to let everyone know, none of these restaurants know we're talking about them. No restaurant has any... You mean you don't think they're listening, knowing well, that I'm Well, I'm just on? saying, but no restaurant has any affiliation with the show, so all of our picks are are, are uh, authentic. Uh, J. Cole, go ahead. J2 orders the pass of Fagiola, so he gets, <laughs> oh, sung, no. to, he gets sung to <laughs> all the time, wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, John. no. John, your um, next pick. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to shoot down the shore a little bit, because as we're recording this show, we're in June. Yeah. It's summertime. Everybody's talking about, you know, going to shore, down the shore, blah, blah, blah. Um, we just had our friend uh, Marilyn Johnson, Philly Grub, on a pizza panel yesterday. Slight divergence. Oh, she was on that Pizza Delphia panel yesterday. This will be old news for some of you. This is fresh yesterday. Oh. Um, someone corrected her about a tomato pie is not a pizza. Uh, I would suggest if that's your opinion, first of all, don't listen to this show. Right. <laughs> and second of all, don't say it or I can hear you. Right. Because... Philly Grubb has made exactly one food mistake in her life, and he's sitting to my left. And that's when she did that cheesesteak story. But other than that, she knows her stuff. There's right. a reason he's getting ready to cut my cord. I wouldn't say if I were you. Jake, uh, too, said to me. She's been my foodie wife for years, and there are very, very few people that know food like she does. Um, so when you're going to kind of come at her with something like that, Maybe think twice. I don't understand what the point. How did they not know that tomato no. pies? And why would got, they say that? We've it's got not. people in Jersey and New York and Philly and Atlantic City. Like, of course it's a pizza. Don't be yeah, stupid. I never thought cheese um, is not the defining thing. Of the pizza. No, exactly. it's not. I just, uh, you know, our, our friends like at the Conchhawken Bakery. He's like, yeah, okay. Meanwhile, he sells like nine thousand yeah. a day tomato pies, so like, he's good. I couldn't even think of what the argument is that it's not. Uh, a pizza. I so why is it called a tomato pie and not a pizza without cheese? Right, exactly. I or just. I I wanted to Sauce throw that pizza. out there because it's sort of, the pizza you know, pie. this is it's our Italian show. We're yeah. talking about this and that. Do me a favor. I don't care what you call it, but don't think twice before you correct her. The, right. the, I think the, the people who don't think it's a pie or it's a pizza are the same people going to Dairy Queen and getting a treats pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. These are like, look, I understand Tombstone is where your knowledge ends, but shush, shush. Grownups yeah, are talking. I don't even know what a good argument with it not being a pie no, would be. No. They don't call it tomato pizza if pie. You wanted, right. Anybody they that wants to, you pizza, go to at pizza underscore pizza. Delphia, right. and you can see a clip of the panel. Like Spike Eskin is up there, and some other people are up there, and and somehow this thing crops up, and yeah. like like Spike of all people is like correcting Philly Grub, and I'm really? like, hold the phone, son. Right. She doesn't tell you about sports. Don't tell her <laughs> about food. Yeah. Okay. Good um, that being said, my next recommendation for Italian would be this one's real quick. If you don't know about the Ravioli House in Wildwood, I'm sorry. I, I literally I feel sorry for you. It's the oldest restaurant in Wildwood. The DeSantis family's been down there for decades, holding it down. Um, I think the first time I went to the ravioli house, literally, I was still in high school, like 13, 14, 15 years old. Middle school, I should have said. Wow. Um, the last time, I have not been down this season. Um, I've been to the ravioli house almost as much as I've been to the Vincent Town Diner. And people who listen to this show know I'm at the Vincent Town Diner an awful lot. Um, it's the ravioli house. Spoiler alert. Get some ravioli. Generally speaking, order the ravioli that's the special of the day. 
Um, I don't think you can find consistently better Italian food in Wildwood. Nice. That's just it. It's very quick. It's very simple. Go Google it, Ravioli House Wildwood. Follow them on social media. Go and eat the food when you're down the shore. Because we get a lot of people saying, hey, I'm going down the shore. I'm tired of eating at the same spot. I've told people, lunch should be Maui Dogs. Uh, dinner should be the ravioli house. We've got a couple other one, two places in Wildwood. That's it. Make it simple. Make it real simple. Okay. We'll be back. Okay. Kevin Wilson on location for Indie Philly and Philly Bite Magazine. We are here with Meredith from Home Brewed Events. Now, you guys, if you're out there and you want to start your own brewery and you want to learn how to brew... Meredith is the one to, ta- uh, to talk to. Meredith, tell us more. Yeah, so um, I'm a former brewer from St. Benjamin. I was there for three and a half years. Um, did professional brewing. I've been home brewing for almost 10 years. Uh, so I started a company that teaches you how to brew. Um, so it, it can either be for fun or if you were serious about opening a brewery, we can help you learn about that. Um, we also do fun classes uh, like beer and donuts, beer and chocolate, beer and uh, cheese, um, all sorts of pairings classes, brewing classes and tastings. Um, I'm a certified Cicerone, which is a beer sommelier, um, so I can teach you the proper tasting method for beer, um, as well as uh, any kind of fun educational events that you can think of around beer and spirits. Uh, our social media is at Homebrewed Events. Uh, it's very easy to find, and we have a website as well, um, homebrewedevents.com. All right, this is Kevin Wilson on location. Thanks to IndiePhilly.com. We are syndicated Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, Thanks again to Philly Bike Magazine uh, for letting us do this. And now let's get back to the studio. Okay, we're back. Uh, We're going to continue with the Italian restaurants. And in five minutes, we got another brewery, uh, Jim Hassan. Go ahead. Okay, so I guess another category of mine is like where wherever I'm living, I, I try to figure out where the best whatever is. And uh, the best Italian in Ridley is a place called Triste. Uh, actually, you know, I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. It might be Trieste. Trieste. I'm not, I think I'm it's not. Trieste. Trieste I, I, or something I, I, like that. Yeah. No, literally, I think I heard it on like like another pot food podcast, and they were calling it Trieste. I, I, where is this at? It's, uh, it's on Chester Pike uh, in Ridley Park. Oh, okay. Um, good place. I mean... You know, you know, it's a good Italian place when you walk in and you can't see anything first, and you you you, you gotta like feel feel around. The yeah, I, the darkness kind of welcomes <laughs> right. me as ah, I feel better <laughs> now. Oh, I don't that, like that bright sunny, yeah. you know. Oh. Here's that guy again that can't pronounce our name. Fagiola <laughs> and feels his way around. <laughs> you're a hit. I'm, you're a hit there, sir. You'd like your food to Italian, go? We hope. My Italian relatives are like rolling in their <laughs> graves right now. So what but, is uh, the name again? Trieste, I think it's called, and um, a very, very good place in Chester Pike, Ridley Park. Nice. My mm. next pick is called Little Nona's. Now, I wanted to let everyone know that I purposely scratched off Italian restaurants that we have named in the past. I always told you that La Nona, which is at Second and <laughs> South, is a great spot, but my last pick, because this will probably be the well, last Well, everyone pick. was screaming, John, why haven't you said anything about Ralph's? Yeah. Come on, man. Do you really want me to talk about exactly. Ralph's again? So today's show was restaurants, uh, Italian restaurants that we have not mentioned previously on exactly. the show. So my final pick is Little Nona's, uh, no, Little Nona's at 1234 Locust. It's a great spot, but here's the interesting thing. I ordered the spaghetti and meatballs like John does, and as I'm eating the spaghetti and meatballs, I'm saying, wow, this is absolutely outstanding. But everybody else in the dining room ordered spaghetti and meatballs, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the. Uh, it's their, it's probably their go to. It's their it's their fastball. It's their signature. It's their you know. Yeah, it was so weird. Uh, everyone else in the uh, mm-hmm. in the in the restaurant had the same thing. They were out uh, there to made a pizza pie. Right, J- uh, Jim Pappas. We have a one minute to, or two minutes to our next break. Talk about another cheesesteak. I, 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 tomato pie isn't a pizza. <laughs> Every menu I go to, it says pasta, pizza, tomato pie. Cut his mic. <laughs> There's no cheese on it. Okay. If, yeah, there is. There's want, Parmesan on it. If you go and Grated say, Parm, that's cheese. The list can, I have my a, check. can I have my pizza, but take the cheese off? They'd be like, oh, you want a tomato pie. <laughs> oh, so it's not a pizza. Okay. This is coming from the guy that's eating cheesesteak hoagies and and forgets to conveniently put the word hoagie <laughs> on his tea on his shirts. It's coming from a guy who, when he first came in the studio, I, I thought he was Mick Foley. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my! Oh yeah, he does. 
<laughs> Good. I was Jeff. looking for the and sock I'm, puppet. And tonight, I mean cannolis, because that's what John brought. Yeah, it John is. brought cannolis. And thank you, yeah. J. Cole, for on Cannoli Day Remembrance. Hey, it's National Cannoli Day, so, you know, it's the least I could do. All right. We're going to be right back. Here's our Beer Week special. Okay, Kevin Wilson on location at Beer Week at the 2300 Arena, and we have a superstar with us. We have Iron Hill Brewery, the best beer, but my one of my favorite burgers. Tell us about Iron Hill. Well, uh, we've been in business in the Philadelphia market for 23 years. Um, we've um, we we entered we opened in Center City specifically last September. So uh, we've been we were one of the founders of Philly Beer Week. So, um, but. This is the first Philly Beer Week we've actually had a location within Philadelphia, right? So Philly Beer Week is so celebrated within the city. So we're doing a lot of events. Uh, you know, we're at Opening Tap on Friday night. Uh, we've got an event, Heavy Metals, on uh, Saturday. And we've got events at the restaurant all throughout Philly Beer Week. So we love jumping in and being in the mix of Philly Beer Week, which is all about beer. And, uh, you know, we have wonderful food as well as our award-winning beers are available at the restaurant restaurant and have featured beers throughout including brotherly suds throughout the week i'll tell you what this is an honor for me because i love your burger i'm a big fan we've talked about you guys on our show a few times uh what kind of stuff uh, do you have events coming up do you have anything or social media tags all of our tags are at Iron Hill Brewery. This week we've got Heavy Metals tomorrow. It's a multi-tap featuring our most award-winning beers. We've got eight of them for you in a sampler. We've got a pairing with um, Shane Confectionery, um, three chocolates paired with three beers. And we've got um, a pairing with Little Baby's Ice Cream on Thursday. Two ice creams and two beers. And then on Wednesdays, the first night of Center City Sips. So we'll have all of our specials available in the cocktail area and on the patio and in our beer garden. I'm a big fan of Iron Hill. I can't thank you guys enough. Kevin Wilson signing off Beer Week. We're going back to the studio. Oh, wow. That was the uh, executive, uh, the chairman of the board of Iron Hill Brewery. That was Kevin Fins that I interviewed. <laughs> 17,000 beers later, Kevin. Shouldn't you buy me a beer for a change? <laughs> Jay Cole, we're going to wrap it up with you, and then we're going to come back and talk about our show. I can't not talk about this place. Because I may have mentioned it in passing once or twice, but I haven't really kind of gone into it in detail. Um, people have asked a whole bunch of times on another radio show. The owner and operator was one of our co-hosts for a while. And I'm talking about Angel Merrill and Merrill's Colonial Inn in Belcoville, New Jersey. Um, our buddy Jim House has talked about them. They've finished... One, two, three in more comp, you know, contests in these rankings of Italian places in South Jersey and Atlantic County, whatever. Um, this place has been there for decades, I think since maybe the 50s. If you drive quickly past Belcoville Road, you miss it. It is a house. Um, until she passed away in 2017, Angel's mom was the oldest continuously working executive chef in the Northeast. She was like 94, 91, coming down the stairs every day rolling meatballs. Uh, she'd been doing it for like 50, 60 years. You, you, you just don't see that too much. Um, we talk about meatballs a lot. I've judged meatball competitions. Um, the best meatballs in South Jersey that I have tried consistently, what I will call a traditional meatball. Everybody knows I'm friends with Mike from Mama's Meatballs, food truck, uh, you know, catering, whatever. And he's got a bunch of great kind of modern takes on balls, stuffed with cheese, this, that, whatever. Um, delicious. Go find him. If you want an actual meatball, just, you know, beef, pork, veal, the, the regular shtick, um, that's what they have the best meatballs in South Jersey, and they tend to make fresh pasta. Uh, she knows how to cook a steak. Her desserts, go follow them on Facebook. Angel Merrill, go follow her on Facebook. The desserts that she does are ridiculous. Wow. And I can't think of it. It's like a bar, a house, whatever. There are few things in South Jersey that are better on a super hot day than pulling up when she opens. <laughs> what they call it, I consider South Jersey sunblock. Get in there, get yourself a beer or a glass of wine, uh, get yourself some food, sit at the bar and just watch the day roll by. Um, there on Belcoville Road, everyone calls it Maze Landing, but no, it's Belcoville. Um, the name of it is Merrill's Colonial Inn. 
Pete Genovese's named it as one of like the top 30 historic joints in Jersey. Right. A whole bunch of other people, including the rankings we did a few years ago on uh, Two Chicks and a Chef of top South Jersey oh. places. They finished number one for oh, South Jersey Italian restaurants. Uh, it's it's real, real difficult and uh, to beat them or to even come close to that consistently. You go over there time and again, it's nice. always really good. Um, go, Just go, man. Just go. That's awesome. And I want to uh, let everyone know, Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com, Facebook.com, forward slash, Dining on a Dime 1, forward slash, we'll let you hear our photos. Keep in mind, today's show was about restaurant uh, Italian restaurants that we have not talked about. Take us home, Kevin. So uh, next week, uh, New Jersey Townships. So you guys will Ooh. love that. Have a great week. Stay hungry, everybody. To a few hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.